Hey, this is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com or FilmIntuition on social media and Letterboxd. And this is Watch With Jen and Friends. If Watch With Jen is the studio track, this is the acoustic version. Today's guest is Bianca Garner a positive, sunny, and earnest spirit on social media, where she tweets as at the film B, that is T-H-E-F-I-L-M-B. B Garner is the editor and founder of the website In Their Own League, which is dedicated to promoting diversity in film and shining a light on the roles that women have played in cinema throughout history. Additionally, a freelance writer who contributes to such outlets as Next Big Picture, In Session Film, Vodzilla, All the Right Movies, Zavi, and more, B is a film studies program graduate whose favorite films include American Psycho, Phantom Thread, Days of Heaven, The Piano, and Shoplifters. I am so looking forward to speaking with her today on Watch with Jen and Friends. Welcome, B. Bianca, I want to thank you, first of all, for doing this. It is so nice to finally talk to you after enjoying you on social for so long. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to, to be joining you. Great. So how are you doing and how are you adapting to pandemic life? Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, it's I recently started a new job, so that's kind of been most of my life for the last couple of months. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. I did go to the cinema for the very first time since February. Like, Oh, you um, did? How was that? It was fine. I mean, it was quieter than usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weren't that many people, and obviously social distancing was in place, but... Yeah, it was kind of nice to be able to watch a film on the big screen and not watch it on the TV or on my laptop. So it's good to see, like, appreciate the film in its, like, true form in that regard. But at the same time, it is kind of weird just, like, sitting there with your mask on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I bet. I know I do miss the theater. Obviously, I go more than most people, but in America right now this thing is so out of control it's like yeah I'll probably be there in two years like it's just so scary but I'm glad to hear that it went well for you because I do miss it definitely yeah it's um it's I it's good to be able to go out and and watch a movie but at the same time you've just I've kind of got used to just watching films at home now and Uh the freedom that there is being able to sort of pause it and then go grab a, a, a cup of tea or go to the bathroom or you know yeah. or like lounge around in my pajamas and watch movies with a hot water bottle and yeah. you know you don't can't really do that at the cinema well you suppose you could no. uh, yeah but I, I guess it's dark no one can see what you're wearing <laughs> I know right <laughs> Well, you're such a positive presence on social media. You're often celebrating others and encouraging kindness, and I love that. Was this always your Twitter MO, or did you just see the discourse and all the infighting and film Twitter and think, 
nope, let's change that conversation. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like it can be a really toxic place. And I think it can. Um, people seem to have arguments over really silly, petty things. Like, I know. Yeah. I don't get it. So I just sort of started with Share Sunday to sort of encourage people to like check out uh, other people's work and share it and spread that positivity and try and say like, you know, I've got this platform and all these followers. What can I do to help promote other people's work? Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the reason behind it and yeah it's much better I find like using Twitter that way is a much it's better for like your mental well-being because it can be something that can suck you in and yeah wear on you yeah (laughs) Yeah. for sure cause some anxiety I know like there's too much of that (laughs) right now yeah especially yeah during the pandemic and here with our impending election it's like I'm having to steer clear (laughs) on some of those for sure well I know you were a fellow film studies graduate and that is wonderful so how did you first get interested in film though and writing about film in particular was it in school or did you like um, movies growing up um I've always always really liked film growing up so okay. uh, I uh, my stepdad sort of introduced me into like films properly Um, So he would show me like film noir and like a lot of the films that he watched when he was growing up in the 70s, he uh, would make me watch those. So we watched films like Bonnie and Clyde and we watched films like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and uh, loads of classic movies from the 70s and also the 80s as well. Um, And he was a really the person who encouraged me to actually do film studies. So I studied it at college and then I went on and did it as a degree. So, um, oh. yeah, it's, yeah. So, but writing wasn't like film criticism wasn't on the books really. Yeah, I wasn't to your be, focus. <laughs> no, I wanted to be a film director, but. Oh, gotcha. So, but I kind of just fell into film criticism because I don't know. I like writing about film and analyzing mm-hmm. it and, and like the history of cinema. I find really interesting and in how film has evolved over the years. Um, and yeah. even though it's, I have directed a couple of sh- short films, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm really you have to be a certain type of person to be a, a director, I guess. And oh, I'm just yeah, I suppose. Too nice to be bossy, I think. Yes. I know. That would be really hard. I, Yeah. Well, congratulations, though, on In Their Own League. If I had the ability to clone myself like Michael Keaton in Multiplicity, I would be writing for it just regularly. <laughs> but for those listening who may be unfamiliar, what is in their own league beyond, of course, like what I touched on in the intro? And how did you get the idea? Oh, well, so in their own league is uh, a website we're sort of dedicated to women in film. And we focus on, you know, sh- shining like a spotlight on, um, you know, women's involvement throughout um, 
cinema over the you know since yeah. its inception so from the very early days women have always been involved in in filmmaking um and then we we saw for me what i wanted to do was um find you know find a platform in order to sort of you know sh- shine these spotlights on these women who i admire and also write about you know reviews from women um, mm-hmm. who are working today um, and it kind of just sort of evolved from just like an idea I had randomly one day of like oh wouldn't it be good if I just set up my own website and see how that went like expecting yeah. it was just going to be me writing gotcha. now now I have like loads of different writers on board and it's so fantastic and we have a podcast and we're about to celebrate our first year anniversary and oh, it, wonderful. What yeah, is it called? Um, what, our, our podcast? Yes. Oh, it's just called the In The Only Podcast. We don't have, like, a special name for it. Okay, <laughs> so, perfect. Like, Everyone look for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just mostly, like, um, take a topic. Like, so we have themed months. So, for example, this month we are focusing on women in action so women in action films and stuff so we've just recorded a podcast episode on that but uh, yeah it's kind of just um you know mostly for us to just like have a meeting and catch up with one another and talk about films that we like and what we've seen so it's just a really sort of laid back thing it's yeah it's kind of fun to like chat to people that I talk to every single day but I don't really talk to them it's all done virtually I know right like it's it's so strange to hear people's voices for the very first time (laughs) it really is you're all of a sudden like oh you're not just words on a screen you're an actual person (laughs) it's so nice but it's a little strange yeah 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 it's great though because you know we have um you know people from all over the globe and you know people in Love America and Australia and you know lo- people in, based in the UK so we all have a distinct voice and um Point of view. yeah 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 so it's, that's what I just really wanted to set something up like you know in their own league and and see how uh how it would evolve and it's really sort of taken off and the reception has been really positive so yeah it feels it still feels really surreal in a lot oh, of ways I love <laughs> hearing that that is so cool <laughs> so do you release episodes a couple times a month or what is your schedule like <laughs> uh, well we kind of try and aim for at least one every month um, okay sure depend- just because with so many of us and we're all spread across yeah. the the globe and I think with the pandemic it's been really difficult to sort of get people to um yeah you, you know it's just so hard nowadays like our yeah. whole <laughs> schedule has been like thrown up in the air mm-hmm. yeah for sure 
Well, I know you're a big fan of the piano and American Psycho, but beyond those, uh, what are some of your favorite movies directed by women, including maybe a few you think should be more popular or people should see? Oh, that's so good. I always love like this type of question. Um, oh, good. <laughs> I have so many that I, I let me try and think. So one of my films that I, I really appreciate um, and, and really like I didn't realize was actually directed by a woman until I looked it up um, I think very the very first film that I became aware of was The Heart Locker and oh was yeah a, Catherine I was, yeah I wasn't aware that that was directed by a woman um, when oh, it cool. first came out because that was like Everybody was talking about it winning like best picture, and you know she mm-hmm. she was going to become like the first woman to win best director. And upon like watching the trailer for it, I, I was like, "This just this looks like it's directed by a man. This is such a like a male centered mm-hmm. film." Um, so it was kind of revolutionary to for me because it was like oh, okay, why, you know, women can direct action films, they can direct war films, and they, they're, just, they're just as good as all the other films directed by men who have mm-hmm. done it in this genre and touched on this topic. Um, so that's always been one of my favourite sort of films from uh, by a female filmmaker. I also sure. love... Lost in Translation. Oh, one uh, of my favorites too. I, both yeah. of those, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're both great films. Um, and going back to like films by like um, Ida uh, Lupino, I yes. absolutely love the Hitch, um, the Hitchhiker. Um, I love anything to do with noir. So mm-hmm. such a classic. And the fact that she like was it working. Uh, as an independent filmmaker at a time where like you just didn't do that especially if you were a woman like there weren't really independent filmmakers because of the studio system and I think her story is so interesting like how she just got fed up of the roles that she was getting in Hollywood and and decided she wanted to make her own movies I find that's just so like revolutionary and of course, like um, the films of Agnes Varda, you know, Cleo yeah. from five to seven, again, like, you know, working at a time where French New Wave was happening. It was all about the male author. Yes. And uh-huh. she was really the one to sort of like say, actually, you know, women, uh, women's voices deserve to be heard. They des- their stories deserve to be told. And I always remember like loving um, you know her movies when I first came across them and they remain yeah. like essential watching so yeah there's like so many films I know um, it's really hard to sort of like when people say what's your favorite film to like give a one one concrete like, answer yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's like, can I give you a list and can I give yeah. you like five more lists? No. <laughs> How yes. long? I'll just link you my letterbox. Yeah, that's I know, easy. right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. At, in their own leak, is this the first time you've served as an editor? And what was that transition like? Um, 
Oh gosh, yeah, pretty much so. So uh, okay. I did. I did. Um, I was the sort of deputy editor for Filmotomy, which was great, and I really love it. And and I would just want to give a special shout out to Robin over at Filmotomy um, for giving me that opportunity. But at the yes. it, that that was his his baby, his website and it is really weird when you're like a deputy editor because you don't it's like when you actually have your own website you mm-hmm. you become fully responsible for it and you have like it's so strange to have like people come to me and say like can I write this piece can I write that piece and can I ask for your advice on this and yeah, it it does feel like, you know, I don't feel like a boss or anything. I gotcha. don't feel like yep. I've been in charge. Um, but really, sort of, yeah, it's really sort of weird transition to make. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's helped me grow and learn about myself a lot, and, and you know, being a good leader and and having. The importance of communication and also being there to support your team and it, yes. even though we are very small um we do grow, we are growing each day mm-hmm. um so i have to sort of adapt and, and change quickly and i have to be able to um react to things that don't not you know you necessarily wouldn't even think about you know really yeah. silly things like not nothing to do with like the writers but sometimes just s- stuff on like twitter and like mm-hmm. uh, editing certain reviews and and when should i post them and stuff like that it's yeah it's a lot of the my work is mostly behind the scenes so gotcha and people don't you don't realize how much work goes into actually running a website until you start running your own website. (laughs) It is all encompassing. Yeah. And it sounds like you've been really collaborative and yeah, it sounds like you're doing, well, I mean, I enjoy your website, so you're doing a great job, I think for sure. (laughs) It's a really good site. I think you guys should be very proud. So what have you been watching lately? Is there anything you'd like to recommend? Oh, what have I been watching lately? It's weird. Um, I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately. Okay. Um, I'm a bit like, I love documentaries. I've like binged them. I don't uh-huh. know what it is about documentaries, which I really enjoy, but I just find like, this, like seeing someone else's world, like yes. a, even though it's like a slice of it, fascinating I just loved like um for example I watched Grizzly Man for the very first time yeah yeah and I was one of those films that sort of like when it came out I just didn't bother to watch because it was like I was 2005 or something I wasn't really like that much of a, a documentary fan so I just caught it on Amazon Prime because it was free and mm-hmm. um it was so gripping and I just found it so fascinating and it's such a a wild story and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot about that story that I sort of related with, like the obsession and, you yeah. know, um, being a bit of an outsider and being a bit, like, 
um, you know, not, you know, social isolation in a way, because... Yeah, or going to the beat of your own drum, for sure. Yeah. Um, So that was such a great documentary to watch, and I've also been, like, what else have I been watching? Because I've been catching up with a lot of classic films that I haven't watched, you know, before. So I, I watched Ace in a Hole, which was really, really good. Kirk Douglas was fantastic in that film. And mm-hmm. I think that film is really Oh, Ace in, in the Hole. Okay. Yeah. I blanked yeah. for a second. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was like, do I know that film? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. I just think that film's so relevant to everything that's going on with fake news today. And it's yeah, like, the, the cry of fake news and yeah. all that. Becoming a it's, term that people just throw around, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this film is so like current, even though it's made in the 1950s. It's, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I like is those type of films that can stand the test of time. So, yeah, I've been like catching up on all these classic movies that I just should have watched but haven't watched. <laughs> oh, really that's okay. Bad. <laughs> yeah, there's so many movies in the world. It's like we're always going to be behind on something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, well, is there yeah. anything current that I watch? Oh, I saw Tenant. Um, that was the film that I saw in the cinema. So okay, I don't want to give too much away about that movie. Uh-huh. Cause it's like a film that people should definitely go seek out. Um, okay, but yeah, it's really confusing. Okay. <laughs> That's what I keep hearing, yeah. Yeah, but I suppose um, it was good, but I don't okay. know whether it was the... one of Nolan's best movies. Oh, it really gotcha. was, so, yeah. Uh, it's, what is... it's no Inception, that's what it's I'm no. Saying. I was going to say, yeah, was it like that? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, what is your favorite thing about writing about film and your least favorite? That was something I was thinking of asking and just totally blanked yep oh my god uh that is a really hard question (laughs) what's my favorite thing about writing um well i think for me like it's a way for me to process a film that i've just seen Mm -hmm. like writing about it so even if i didn't particularly like a movie um i still find like writing about it is a way for me to sort of like work out my reasons why I didn't like it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So, oh yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, there's been like a few movies that I've seen that I I just haven't really liked, and it's it's kind of interesting to sort of like, it's almost like I'm writing for someone else to read this review, but I'm also writing it for myself. Yes. In that regard, um, so it's like. Sometimes it's almost like trying to convince myself, mm-hmm. um, did I like this movie or didn't I like it? You know, like... Yeah, sometimes to, you don't know until yeah. you finish your piece. You're like, oh, I guess I liked or hated that movie more than I thought I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as well, another thing I like is um, the sort of reaction you get from people when they read a piece of your, your work and they really uh-huh. connect it with it like recently I wrote the piece for Next Best Picture about the future of film festivals and people really connected with that article and there was like um, I got to 
bright, um, like talked to a few film critics who I really admire and also some um, filmmakers and um, got to know what their, their thoughts were about the future of, um, you know, of, of film festivals. And it was really interesting to, you know, hear from, you know, th- these people who I know and have, have followed um, mm-hmm. through social media. But the reaction from readers was also very positive. People were really responding to it. So it's always nice to, like, have that sort of response from people because you know that you people are actually reading what you put out there. Like I know. Isn't it, that funny? Like, sometimes I can't think of the end result when I'm writing it because yeah. I'll get to in my head. But then after it's up and somebody says something, you're like, somebody actually read that? Like, it's always shocking to me. So I'm glad to hear that. I remember when that piece went up. Yes, I will link to it in the post for this so everyone can read it and see what you had to say about film festivals. I, it sounds really good. Yeah, and I think really like the worst part of writing is perhaps the, you know, the idea of nobody reading your work. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you shouldn't really write to expect that people are actually going to read what you've you've written you should just write because it's your passion but at the same time it you know it can be a bit like disheartening when you put your work out out there and it's you Mm -hmm. know the prospect that nobody's ever going to read what you've written (laughs) I know and it always blows my mind too when you really put your heart and soul into a piece and then that one might get very tepid response compared to something you just threw together because deadline was approaching and it's like that is the number one piece and you're like come on read the other one <laughs> yeah read the one that I've spent like ages yes. doing research for and I've watched I like know. seven movies in order to write this like extensive essay it's, I know exactly it's yeah it's crazy <laughs> how so, like some people would just connect with other pieces yeah. that you write compared to like you know other stuff that you've written and I think as well sometimes it can be a bit like when you get this a negative response to what you've written and they've like people haven't exactly you know interpreted what you've written yeah or taken it completely differently than you intended yeah it's yeah and it could be really something really silly and minor like I don't know like I didn't like this actress in this role when I did, thought that she was her acting was wooden you know, or something mm-hmm. that it like really like it's just a throwaway like comment yeah. you know like it's not even anything that's like the negative yeah. that much <laughs> and then people just get so caught up on it it's like yeah, it's, it's okay if you like the movie I'm not saying that you know you you can't like this movie I'm just saying that this is my opinion and I didn't yeah. enjoy Joy, because it's, of this reason. <laughs> yeah, like it didn't work for me. I'm happy it worked for you, pretty much. Yeah. Yes. But it, yeah. Is that, the world is weird. <laughs> it is. You never know what's going to hit with people. Oh. Well, I don't think I've ever asked this question before, but what are your favorite genres? And are there any you're just not too fond of? Or do you are you happy to watch everything? This is 
That's a really good question. I mean, I am happy to watch anything. Yeah. I because like even films that I'm not particularly like that thrilled about, like I don't really do romantic comedies. Okay. Um, I just find them a bit cliched and a bit like mm-hmm. I don't know, predictable. But um, like occasionally the ones that I've I've watched just to simply review them because someone needed, you know, needed yeah. a review of Coverage. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised by. So mm-hmm. I always try to remain sort of open to every film that I watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the, the genres that I've haven't really explored. For example, like westerns, I haven't really explored those before. Um, I decided to sort of like venture into the Western genre in order to sort of become more familiar with it. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, there's my series over at In Session Film, which is called B Goes West. (laughs) So I started to um, look at some like famous Westerns. So I I started watching um, Stagecoach and um, like... You know, The Wild Bunch and Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Theater. All these, like, classic classic westerns that I've just never watched. Uh I've actually really sort of, like, enjoyed watching them. and Because it's it's not something I would go out of my way to actually watch these films. Uh So it's been, like, a pleasant sort of, like, experience. And I've not really come across a film that I haven't enjoyed um, oh, but, I love hearing that. Yeah, um, but I really like, in terms of like genres, I like. I'm a huge horror fan. Okay. I do like a good scary movie. Oh, um, but I also really like like film noir, um, classic yes. film noir. I love like you know all of those films, like The Big Sleep and um, mm-hmm. A Lonely Place, and you know like. Um, I just find those like films fascinating because yes. of, like the history and like the period in which they were made and like the collapse of the Hollywood studio system and all mm-hmm. the sort of like seediness of LA. I just find that like the background of it just as interesting as the actual films themselves. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I try to watch as much as I, I guess. I haven't watched that many musicals and I think maybe that would be something I would like to explore more of. I've always just found, I don't know, musicals always seem so long. (laughs) Oh, really? Maybe were you watching like the really, like the West Side Stories and those maybe growing up? Those were long. Like I remember The King and I felt, and I like The King and I, but it just felt like it went on forever. Yeah, like yeah. the sound of music. Like, oh, oh my gosh, like, yes. I haven't got time for all of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I suppose I've got time now with like the pandemic, I guess. <laughs> I think maybe you'd enjoy that like Arthur Freed era. Um, the, you know, the big MGM, the splashy ones that are just fun, like the Gene Kelly ones. And also, do you like um, screwball comedies at well? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, then Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers might be a good like way in for you, because some of their movies kind of play like screwball comedies a little bit. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. 
I'll try, yeah. I'll try it out because I do like people go on about like their favorite musicals and I'm like yeah okay I kind of get like when you see it it's impressive but like you have to watch like two hours just to get like <laughs> the final dance number it's like oh, I can't I, I know like it goes so on forever long. yeah yeah. No, I hear you. And then uh, romantic comedies. So what have been some of the ones you've watched that have surprised you? Um, I, I suppose, like, I watched Dirty Dancing. And oh, that was, okay. That yeah. was okay. I, I was, like, you know, not... It wasn't, not like... Not obsessed, yeah. Not obsessed with it, but I kind of understood why people liked it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I have. I guess I suppose I haven't watched all that many of it. I still okay. sort of like Pretty Woman, but yeah. I mean, I kind of get like the appeal of like Julia Roberts. She's like lovely in that movie, but the whole film is really like weird <laughs> to me. I the like, concept yeah. of the movie. I gotcha. Yeah, I guess like I do like um, the more sort of alternative romantic comedy so the ones that are sort of playing against the yeah that's what I was thinking yeah maybe the long or that long shot movie did you see that one with um Charlize Theron oh no I've not seen that Seth Rogen that was written by a woman and it's just really it's like feminist and very funny and feisty and yeah that one was really a nice surprise I think as far as like a new romantic comedy because I enjoy the genre, but it is so predictable. It's like, you know, put A and B and C and then you get a happy, a happy ending. And it's, so it's nice whenever somebody plays against it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, I, I remember everybody, when that came out, everybody was saying to go watch it, but I was just like, mm, I don't exactly. know. Exactly. You're like, I've seen those. <laughs> I know how these films end, so yeah, I, I will have I think to. They're gonna get together. <laughs> yeah, I will have to check it out because, um, yeah, I, I, I just like, in terms of romantic comedies, I just think of like the really cheesy ones. I know they make so many of them. <laughs> yeah, and they all like they all have the same sort of plot, and it's yep. like. She's a small, ta- she's like a small business owner, and he's like a, <laughs> the big a, shark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, like, ha- sh- surely there can only be one like s- script, or and it just yeah. changes hands, <laughs> and they just change the name, and then give it some like I don't know, little shop on the corner, and or like how to lose a t- guy in 10 days. It's just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> give it a snappy title yeah 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 exactly i love noirs too and westerns so i'm really excited to check out your western series do you have any uh westerns coming up that you're going to check out or any articles we should be on the lookout for in the future um so i recently watched johnny guitar uh, oh the- good one yeah John such Croft. a great She's amazing in that film. Yes. I love her. And mm-hmm. I love, like, her outfits in that movie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, like, such style. 
and like just anything that she is in like it doesn't matter like how bad the actual movie is in terms of its mm-hmm. plot she just seems to make the film worth watching yeah it's, like there's some really bad movies that she's in but like the moment that she's on screen you're like mm-hmm. yeah she, she knows like how bad this is but she's just gonna act it up and I yep. love that but Johnny Qatar <laughs> is such a sort of like different type of western it really is yeah there's so much going on under the surface yeah and it's really great but like there's a huge shootout at the end there's like Mm -hmm. things on fire and like it's just like action packed in that regard and there's like two women and the, the strong female characters um so that was a really great Western and I'm, I'm hoping to check out Rio Bravo as well and also, oh that one is so much fun yeah yeah also the searchers as well and oh yeah um little but little big man and I've got quite I've got a whole like list of westerns that I need to watch because I actually oh, okay. have not watched any of them uh, oh god yeah it's just like a weird thing because we we never I don't really know much about the West, you know? Like, sure. It's just something that happened in America. Cowboys. <laughs> That's all I know about it. So I know. it's It was interesting to me because I watched a lot of them growing up with my dad, who was very obsessed with Westerns. And that was back in Minnesota and, like, the snow and the cold weather before I even moved out to the desert here in Arizona. And... Yeah, it was just interesting then as a film major to, you know, start studying like Akira Kurosawa and see how we basically took, you know, Magnificent Seven comes right from the Seven Samurai and stuff like that. So it was interesting to see how there are Westerns, just basically the Western identity or the genre is filtered throughout other movies and other genres and we kind of take from it and so yeah it's a fascinating genre i think there's a lot going on yeah and um the it's it's one of those like genres that you can see like the evolution happening quite clearly Mm -hmm. um and it's it's interesting that like it's almost kind of died off now but there's still these western films that do occasionally get made you know like the remake of True Grit and like this um I suppose in recently First Cow is kind of like a western even even though it's a little bit it's got kind of westerny type of tropes in there yeah um so I'm it's I would like to see the genre kind of like make a resurgence, but I'm not so sure whether. I know. Uh, like, how can you do a modern western? It's kind of difficult. Yeah, I mean, the I world guess you has could evolve so much. Yeah. Eighteen like hundred. Um, I... <laughs> yes, I am thinking of that movie. Well, Ben Foster was in, of course, uh, Three Ten to Yuma the remake of that but hell or high water that was kind of a western a little bit um and no country for old men so there are some that seem kind of western 
But one thing I always loved about the genre, like you were mentioning, and seeing how it changed over the years was even with somebody like John Wayne, if you just watch the John Wayne movies, you can see it change just in his character, like how he was mm. in Stagecoach or Red River. And then suddenly in The Searchers, where he's very jaded, or Rio Bravo, just how his persona changed over the years. So, yeah, it's just a great genre. I'm with you. I hope there's a resurgence. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I, it's been really like eye-opening to actually watch these movies and like mm-hmm. also do the research as well, because I was just like, I don't know anything about the wild west i have no idea what it was like and why yeah. it's such a big deal and why hollywood <laughs> seemed obsessed with it so you know like going into doing the research and all about like the gold rush and like the yeah it's fascinating it's like because it's, it's not really my history it's no like, yeah. your history so it's I like know. <laughs> i feel really like weird it's like i just never really sort of like uh, connected it with it actually being a real thing if that makes sense <laughs> no it totally does it seems so fictional when you're watching it like as a kid you're like you know it almost seems like you're watching an outer space movie basically <laughs> and then when you get older and you learn about like the Alamo and some of these mm. things um, then it then it means something different yeah so I think what's cool though is you can bring this um, perspective to it like somebody from England looking in and like you know learning and I think what's cool is that way you could appeal to people who maybe haven't checked out westerns mm. and like your way in could be their way in so I love that idea I think it's a really cool series I'm going to have to link to that as well yeah I um, I just definitely more like genres and more sort of films that I want to explore so um, sure. musicals is that will have to be one of them I think so if anyone's got yeah. any like suggestions of musicals I should check out then please let me know or any westerns okay. as well <laughs> okay yeah I was gonna say yeah if anybody has any ideas for B just reply and let her know I mean I could be here all day with uh, musicals and westerns, so I won't bore you, but I want to thank you so much for doing this. It was lovely to talk to you, finally. I've always enjoyed interacting with you on social media, and I just really appreciate this. Oh, no, thank you. I really, like, um, like enjoy talking to you. It's been it, really fun, and, um, yeah, it's kind of, it just feels nice to actually have a conversation with someone <laughs> it really does yeah I know it's so nice especially right now I think too it's just a good way to reach out and in our little pandemic bubbles <laughs> so. yeah it's what's wonderful about films is that it has this way of bringing people who are from yep. like different backgrounds and different parts of the world together and that's yes. what magic of movies is This is Jen Johans at FilmIntuition.com or FilmIntuition on social media and Letterboxd. And this is Watch with Jen and Friends. <laughs>